you're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton Studio in various historic Colorado, South Carolina, and South Dakota beer districts. This is the Trail Show. The Trail, the trail Show, show is, the is the longest, longest running, running podcast, on the planet. podcast on the planet. And has been, and has downloaded, been downloaded over, over one, one million, million times all over the globe. The globe. We, we are on, on the, air, the air and, and everywhere. everywhere. And, and heard, heard worldwide, worldwide on your favorite on apps, your favorite and, apps at and at thetrailshow.com. The Trail the Show, show has, has a mailing list. Subscribe now. Subscribe now. At the trail the trail show. Wow. Wow. That was that not was... even close to being synced together, but it good sounded job, like guys. there was an echo, like when there's an echo yeah. on Zoom. Yep. All right, folks. It's <laughs> April, which means April showers will bring May flowers, unless you are in the Sierra of California. More on that later. Beauty, what's on the trail show buffet tonight? We have a very exciting guest joining us from oh mexico and we have our book giveaway that we kind of forgot to do last month we had too many things so we're going to do that tonight uh we got some trip reports uh i found a human turd today on the stairs at school oh boy all kinds of things going on well let's get started with mike de lorenzo's beer of the month dude i don't have any beer do you have wine you no i don't even that? have any wine do you have wine about not having beer Dilo, you don't have anything? No, I got to go get something. This is this really is very undilo. I'm not prepared. Dude. I just came from like a parent teacher meeting thing, volunteering for my children's school. Like I was the only oh, one boy. drinking wine in the meeting. I got to I got to get something to drink. While you go get something to drink, POD and I will speak quickly on the beer donation we received from a trail show VIP. And P.O.D., you're the one that met this person. People. Probably... People. Oh, please do tell. Uh, yeah. So uh, a couple of friends of mine were on their way to the uh, start the Hayduke Trail. Mm. And they were passing through Salida and decided to swing by and uh, drop off some beer. So that was Leah Harmon and Tom Sherry. And they brought us some beer from Cleveland, Ohio. And they also brought us one beer from a brewery in Florissant. Oh, Colorado. Um, yeah, but that was a crowler and it was Sunday. Disco was out of town. So I actually gave it to some other friends to drink. And they reported back. They gave it two thumbs up. It was hoppy. It was crisp. Um, I've actually got the uh, papers. I can throw in the... Uh, on the windowsill in the kitchen we could read a description to you if you're well i can so speak inclined. on one of these beers right now the white raja from 
Brew Kettle Brewing Company. This is a bingo. This is a great beer. It's a West Coast style IPA. It's very citrusy. I may have already sampled a couple of these beers. I, I, I can't confirm or deny, but I'm definitely sampling the White Raja again. Comes in at 6.8% ABV, 70 IBUs. And uh, Dilo would have me read the can. A West Coast style IPA full of citrus-like and tropical fruit-like hop flavor. And aroma with an assertive yet smooth bit of finish. Malt, take a back seat, please. I Hell yeah. I, I like that idea. I prefer non-malty IPAs. I, I don't want to taste the malt when I'm drinking a West Coast style IPA. So th- this is like... This is perfect. And there's another IPA I'm going to talk about later that was dropped off by these good peoples. But um, White Raja, two thumbs up. Yeah, I think they gave us four different types of beers. They did. We'll get to all of those at some point. D'Lo is holding up. Small child. Is that buttermilk? (laughs) This is the Founders Breakfast Stout. Have I talked about this already? You talked about it last month. Why do I still have this in my refrigerator? Is like a month I don't know. Come on, man. man. You got to do better than that. Dude, I should be drinking (laughs) much heavier than this. Oh, my God. Might as well read it again, though, just for our listeners who love to hear me read beer labels. But the Founders Breakfast Stout comes in at a whopping 8.3% alcohol by volume with a... Not too shabby, 60 IBUs, which is pretty high for a breakfast stout. This coffee lover's consummate beer, brewed with an abundance of flaked oats, bitter and imported chocolates, and two types of coffee. This stout has an intense, fresh roasted java nose topped with a frothy cinnamon-colored head that goes forever. And it turns out that my beer is um, expired. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so, no wonder um, you had it last month. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I'm gonna be drinking this tonight because I do not drink expired beer. Life's too short for that, D'Lo. Actually, that's totally not true. I have beers that are like three years yeah, expired. Exactly. And Who cares? Drinking a man is crap. It's like it's yeah, like yogurt. Yeah. yeah yogurt totally. It's already spoiled. Who cares? Or if milk. It's got some or like milk. Or like, like an egg. Milk. Your milk's a little curdled. You could just scoop out the. You know the. Just strain it. Yeah, just strain it. Or like a, a fish. You just eat it whenever you feel like it. Actually, the Ooh, one time I, I the know. one what? time I served my child some sour milk, he made an awful face and gave it back to me and said, Dad, this tastes disgusting. Yeah. Water milk and, and I smelled it and I was like, <gasps> Yeah. Sorry, dude. Wow. Sorry, dude. <laughs> Triple O, what have you got over there, man? Any, I've got nothing, sadly. I know. Oh, we didn't send. No, no. We failed to gotta, send out PayPal dollars for. No, no. Beer this so month. you could make it. Could make it to the store, man. My UBI didn't come in. I couldn't go up. <laughs> I was <laughs> ten dollars per man. month UBI. I was too busy doing yard work. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yard work. Omar's to, to Delo. So. Man, that's yeah. Delo. What, what were you doing, uh, man? Were you doing some planting? I was what, getting what some doing? some uh, beds ready for planting, and I Whoa. planted a couple blueberry bushes. Wow, mm, I love blueberries. Yeah, very mm. cool. Mm-hmm. Blueberries grow down there in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Wow. They do. Very cool. Yummy. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, I thought they only grew up north, man. 
blueberries. No, they grow. I mean, they, my mom grows them in Florida. So yeah, they they grow, grow everywhere. They grow, okay. They, here. they don't grow in Colorado. No. Hey, before POD does trail news, I have two quick mentions. A, those new black trail show stickers that we had made last month. We've still got a few left. If there's any recurring donors that want some, reach out to me. We'll put some in the mail. And anyone else that wants some, a $15 more donation will get you some. Also, trail show t-shirts and tank tops will go on sale for two weeks only starting April 17th. Now listen, we had a bunch of people clamoring for crop tops. We're not doing crop tops, okay? We're doing tank tops and t-shirts only. I want to see Dilo in a crop top. We, what's a, POD, what's a we're crop not top? doing crop. Although you can make your own crop. Yeah, top you can just take a tank top and get a scissor. Yeah, that's what I did with my Idaho Idaho trails. T- Some t- people call them half shirts. I'd actually like to see a trail show tube top. What is a tube top? As oh, we did the net gators already. That's true. I'm I'm not the right size for a net gator to fit as a tube top. <laughs> a net gator tube top. Net That's gator. That's got to be a slim uh, person. Anyway, April seventeenth for two weeks only, so it'll run through the end of April. Get your t-shirts. Get your tank tops. The disco. Can I order done. them in May? You cannot get well, them in May because they won't not. be for sale in May. I'm so, so sorry. So I'm going to have to get on it if I want it, right? Two weeks only. Come on, Trailer Two weeks Nation. and two weeks only. That's how we do our merch drops. We're in yep. and we're out, Triple O. That's right. Boom, bam. Okay. You All right, DOD. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news. Here it is. Yes, I'm going to do trail news the way trail news is supposed to be done, quickly and without any real details. Uh, let's see here. Uh, very sad note. Donna softly, um, had some surgery to remove a tumor, I believe in her brain and, uh, suffered a, had a stroke as a result of that and is paralyzed. Um, there is a GoFundMe for her. Um, for those of you who don't know who Donna softly is, um, you've obviously been living in a cave for forever but she and her husband are uh, notorious trail angels from the PCT. Um, there is a link to the GoFundMe on the Six Moon Designs, and I'm sure we'll post something as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if you just go to GoFundMe and search Donna Softly, S-A-U-F-L-E-Y, and and help with those um, medical costs, that would be much appreciated. She's a, a person who's given a lot to the trail community. So it would be great to to give back for her. And we certainly hope that she can make some sort of a recovery. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty sad news there. Um, let's see what else moving on uh, Monarch ski area, right, right over here in Salida on the CDT our, on the CDT. They have purchased the Monarch crest store. So stinky hiker lounge is coming soon. There's a, on the Monarch crest on the pass, there's a little store and there's a gondola and the store is always sold, you know, kind of kitschy kind of stuff, but also some food. And, and so it says that they've purchased the Monarch crest and the, the tramway, the gondola up at the top renovations are in progress to better suit the needs of those who suit the needs of those who recreate in the area. 
The new space will include a visitor center, sports shop, full restaurant, and a hiker lounge to receive resupply boxes and repack their bags. Wow. I wonder how long that hiker lounge is going to last before they're like, and second thought. One year. We've got all these homeless looking men clipping their toenails on the couch. Maybe we'll shut this down. Enjoy it while it lasts. It's probably be there this year and then there might be some changes. <laughs> yeah, I actually know somebody who who works pretty high up in Monarch and, and now that I'm thinking that I might reach out and be like, hey, let me give you some suggestions on how to make this work for everyone. I, I, I think I, I think providing very clear expectations is the key, like signs, yeah. you know, like no bare feet. Keep your shoes on. The couch. on. Keep your yeah. shoes on. Yep. And they need to set up charging stations yep. for USB phone yep. cords, devices, yep. batteries. Maybe they just charge things. a fee, you know, like if you just charge a fee, then you kind of eliminate some of the freeloaders type of thing, you know? Yeah, but, but even if you charge a fee, people are still going to like take their shoes off and hang their socks, True. like, uh, you know, take like their clothes yeah. off. Yep. Oh, totally. Totally. Sometimes you take your clothes off. Yeah. You know? Air bath. Gotta dry out. <laughs> Gotta dry out. <laughs> yeah. Air bath. Okay. Yeah. Air bath. Uh, yeah. So that's exciting. That's pretty cool. Um, item number two, also down here in Chafee County in Nathrop, Colorado, oh, there was a man that was attacked by a mountain lion in his hot tub. So he was, he and his wife were sitting out in the hot, hot tub, and apparently it was an in ground hot tub, which I think yep. makes a difference. And all of a sudden, the guys, was like ow something is biting my head so this mountain lion has his jaws around the man's head and they screamed at it scared it away enough that they were able to dart inside the house he had some lacerations and whatnot but he was mostly fine um but uh yeah i i think it because it was in ground i think that makes a difference because there's like that sense of like you know is that is that what you keep telling yourself well yes so because you can feel comfortable in your hot tub? because here's That's the right. thing here's the thing triple L. every time i'm in the hot tub at night every single time i think to myself man it would be cool to see a mountain lion while i'm in the hot tub every single time i have had that nope. thought nope um Not but i cool. think i think being up above the mountain lion might distort their sense of power you know yeah um yeah, when your head's bobbing around at ground level. Yeah. And there's a cat that's yeah. like, you know, I probably thought it was pounds. a rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was dark. You're asking for so, trouble. Yeah. Anyway, maybe we should keep some pepper spray out there next to the hot tub. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Biden is creating two new national monuments, insulating um, from development a half million acres in Nevada that are revered by Native Americans and 6,600 acres in Texas. They were once admired by the writer Jack Kerouac. That's going to make those Texans happy. Oh, I know. And the Nevadans. Well, yeah. Nevada, you can't put them I mean, in the box. yeah. In Southern Nevada, uh, let's see, it's a large portion of the Spirit Mountain area. Okay. Um, it's encompassing some of the most biologically diverse and culturally significant lands of the Mojave Desert. Wow. And then near El Paso, um, he's established the so Castor Range National Monument. Huh. On a former artillery range along rugged canyons and arroyos. I actually looked, um, I remember when I first put this on the show, she had actually looked at both of those areas. And the one in El Paso actually it looks really cool. I mean, it looks like a really cool mountain range. It'd be cool to go down there and do some hiking. I mean, and, El Paso, not too great. far from the Guadalupe's. 
Well, that's what I noticed actually when I was yeah. looking at it. I was like, oh, I bet these look kind of like the Guadalupe's a little bit, you know, where they're like on on the outside of the mountain range, it just looks like the surface of the moon, you know. It's just like totally barren, but then you get within the mountain range and there's like a little forest in there, you know. It's yeah. pretty cool. I'm guessing. I don't know. I haven't been there. Um, let's see what else. Oh, there's going to be a flip-flop kickoff this year in Harper's Ferry on April 22nd and April 23rd. You That's can go a very to curious date to me. www.flipflopfestival.org. So I mean, there you go. Typically late April is actually fine to start at Springer Mountain in Georgia. But it seems like from what I looked at, like they're doing this flip-flop fest. And the idea is that people attend the festival and then immediately start from Harper's Ferry in late April. Like the it math, could reduce, my... it could reduce some traffic. Yeah, yeah maybe that's the goal. I you suppose. Know? Reduce but crowding I, I would at the submit southern, that, southern terminus. I would submit that the bulk of AT hikers have already started from the southern terminus before the last weekend of April. They're in yeah, this but year. It, but if you started at Harper's Ferry in April and went north, then you're basically splitting up the you know splitting up that that big mass of people that start because those mm -hmm. people that started before april they're not going to be at harper's ferry by that time so if you were to start at harper's ferry and go north mm -hmm. and then flip back and then go south right that's what they that's what the hiker yeah. did in that book that i read so many years ago about the guy who hiked with his kid they started at harper's ferry and walked north until they hit snow in in southern vermont or whatever mm -hmm. um and then they went back down and hiked southbound mm. and then went back up north and they kind of uh, they by doing that they um didn't encounter any ticks in the mid-atlantic they ah. didn't encounter any mosquitoes in massachusetts because it was too early in the spring right and they did not have any crowding issues when they were hiking southbound because you know mm -hmm. aside from maybe the first week or two or a few weeks until kind of then they passed like the the bubble you know okay not bad the at yeah. flip flop festival yep very good all right pod thank I you i think that's it news. cool cool we're gonna get right into our trail of the month is our guest in the waiting room he is not in there yet. Wow, I'm so sorry, but once again, we're going to have to move right on and just forego Trail of the Month and go right into Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Dilo, take it away. Dude, I have um, so many questions to read tonight. I really need like oh, a designated. It's still light outside. Um, we can't do Ask yeah. a Hiker. Yeah. No, no, here, let me let in some light. Yeah, okay, never mind. I, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I, do have beers, a, I do have man. a question. Do you have a question for Ask a Hiker tonight? Would you like me to get into it now? No, please. please we can go off. to the hotline. Let's go to the hotline. Perfect. So we have a number of calls this month. Call the Trisha. Call the Trisha. We, okay. Uh, Trail Show really? Nation tends to ebb and flow like the seasons. <laughs> feast or famine? <laughs> yes, it's very feast or famine. Um, and I feel like some people, when they find the number, they uh, they really find the number. Oh, so, boy. Um, we got a couple of, of repeat uh, violators. Um, but we'll start with an old friend. Hello, Rockies Rock Radio. I want mm. to listen to uh, Dig Up Her Bones by Misfits. 
And also greetings to my aunt Waltraud and greetings to my hiking partner Mio. I promise never again to clean up your cooking pot with my body cleaning sponge. Vampire Ew. out. Cheers. Oh boy. He used his blue sponge to clean out his hiking partner's pot. That's a big no no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, of course we got a call from <laughs> Hello, this is Marvin Maverick Castle, El Hikador de Tucson, Arizona. Dice que sí. What's up, home slices? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, here on the CDT down here in the boot of New Mexico. And all is grand. And uh, I'm just doing a little section for... Uh, from Lordsburg down to Crazy Cook for my spring break, you know, the teacher life. And, uh, yeah, and uh, just run into a bunch of nobos. I'm heading Sobo, and they're all looking nervous. It's kind of funny. But, anyway, uh, yeah, just tagged up with a guy named John from Seoul, South Korea. And uh, he was on the AZT, and he got the pine. And uh, there's, like, six feet of snow up there from, like, pine all the way to Flagstaff. So, uh yeah, mm-hmm. we're chilling here down yep. in the boot. Um, almost got hit by the rattler yesterday, so they're out yeah. down here in the desert. And uh, driving. I feel so alive when things like that happen and my heart rate elevates. But anyways, uh, just calling to check in and say hello, trail show. Viva los gatos, ratos, these I can see. Team America, red, white, and blue. Adios. You know, the funny thing is, I think uh, he's completely sober when he makes those. Oh, calls. he is. He is. Well, he was completely sober in the second time he called too. Then because. I just wanted Thank to you. let you know. I, I call because uh, when I'm on the trail, I think about the trail show. Yes, yes, my yes. I feel free out here on the CDT. Okay, bye. Okay, maybe he wasn't sober for that. That sounded a little questionable. Well, hey, what happens yeah, if you the... run in to Marvin Kassler, Maverick on the trail? Does he just start talking to you like that? I bet. So we should, and you're we like, should oh, mention hey, man, that we were actually going to go do some hiking around Pine, Arizona mm-hmm. on spring break, but canceled our trip because of the snow and the flooding around Pine, Arizona. And it sounds like El Hikador found the one area in the the uh rocky mountain west that you could go hiking and not be snowed in or flooded out it sounds like it was the southernmost reaches of new mexico well as an update to his calls from last month the gators gymnastics team has beaten arizona state in the regionals and moved on to the national semifinals i think or nationals or something i don't know but the Gators superstar Trinity Thomas did get injured, so it's unclear whether she's going to be able to recover in time. And if she oh, doesn't, man. then 
not looking good. But POD says I don't, I did just looked all that up and didn't actually know that. <laughs> but it's true. And I've known it for a week since it happened, since I follow it. Now, Triple O, <laughs> I know Marvin Maverick Castle will notice that you said Arizona State. Yeah. Not Arizona. I mean, I don't know what Arizona is doing in the world of gymnastics. Okay. Because El Hikador only cares about the University of Arizona. He does not like the Arizona State. Whatever Aren't they, they the are. same? Oh, <laughs> now we're going to get four more calls from you. I mean, you just opened up oh, the hotline's going to get flooded now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, for our trail of the month, we have a very special guest who was last on the trail show five years ago, episode number 68, February 2018, to talk to us about the Wachita Trail. He's been really? on the show, yeah, it's been five years, Swami. Yeah. I was, I had in my mind that it was from, um, remember I called you, I think, from Bogota in Colombia? I've been, I've Bogota? Been held, yeah, you would call it a Bogota, and I was saying, oh, from the Lion King? And you said, no, no, no. That might have been, been the same episode, or that might have predated the Wachita Trail episode. That. Oh, wow. I thought that was maybe 2015 or so. But uh, Well, we okay. may have had you on to just talk about your book that had oh, we come have. out. We've had Swami on numerous times. Mm. Yeah, but, but it's been a minute. It's, it's definitely it's been, been a minute. Sure. It's been and actually, years. speaking of the book, before we get into Trail of the Month, Swami's yeah. had two more books come out since the last time. So before we get into the Trail, trail of the Month, um, we should just briefly talk about those two books because I know – Listeners might be interested in those. One of those we got uh, a copy of over here. It was shipped to us with uh, just a giant case of beer. Um, we didn't. We weren't able to get any up to Boulder, unfortunately. But um, uh, the book is about the Himalayas, right? Yeah. Part of the Wonderlust yeah, yeah. series from Gestalton, right? That's correct. Yeah, the Himalaya one was the the fourth one I did in the series, wow. and that came out last year. Yeah. yeah and, it's beautiful oh thank you very much yeah yeah, yeah. i it's mean like really the other nice. oh thank you it uh like the other books in the series it featured a combination of hikes throughout the region you know everywhere from tibet bhutan nepal pakistan and india and everything from sort of day hikes or overnighters to multi-week and multi-month tracks and something to suit yeah everyone yeah. From, from newbies to experienced vets so, yeah and and just like the other one the pictures are just you know the information is great um it's concise but really good writing and then the the photos are just you know makes you want to go there so i mean that's Definitely the marker the, of a great yeah. book you know just really makes you want to go it's inspiring right so well, yeah look i'm under no illusions but to be honest the pictures are the star of the books for sure the writing is all right but, um, <laughs> to be honest probably maybe 10 or 15 percent of folks read the actual the content and everyone else right. says oh look at that photo wow look at oh wow look at that glacier yeah and, yeah uh, and swami correct me if i'm wrong but the next iteration of the wonderless series wonderless nordics is coming out here in uh god's country in may <laughs> next month and it features the trail that we're going to be talking about tonight is trail of the month would, am i wonderlust, right, am I dates right? Indeed. would wonderlust nordics be a book about nordic skiing by chance 
Uh, there's a few chapters on Nordic skiing in there. Really? But it's definitely not a focus. No, it's, it's oh, more of a hiking okay. book. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just checking. <laughs> just curious. You know, when you throw out the yeah, word Nordic, that's where my no, mind for, goes. Yeah. For Nordic skiing aficionados like yourself, there is something in there for you. So go and pick up a coffee for sure. Okay, will do. Very nice. Well, let's let's get right into our trail of the month, which is featured in Wonderless Nordics. It's called the Long Crossing of Norway's Lofoten Islands. I hope I yep. pronounced that mostly correctly. Um, I did. I I knew nothing about this trail until a few hours ago, and it looks <laughs> absolutely incredible. I looked at your website, The Hiking Life, on on the write up you did on it. Yeah. I know about these islands. Um, they're, they're kind of like Norway's islands are, are very much kind of notable and destination. Um, I did not know there was a long trail that you could take or a long route. Well, you can tell us if it's, if it's a route or a trail, but yeah, it's about what, 100 miles roughly? Yep, 100 miles or 160 kilometers. And it's basically a, a combination of... Uh, like there was this website, or there is this website, it's called Rando Lotherton. It was put together by these two guides, I think David and Magdalena are their names, and features something like 90 to 100 short hikes there in the archipelago, the Lotherton archipelago. And and basically, the, the long crossing is like a combination of a bunch of those hikes, and it spans four of the seven main islands which constitute the archipelago. And okay. Yeah, so it's like a combination of those hikes and there's a couple of areas, there's actually a couple of tunnels where they haven't built a bridge over to the next island. So you yeah, you you've got to go through a tunnel, but you're not Whoa. actually allowed to walk. You're not actually allowed to walk through them. So but there is a good bus system, so you can either hitchhike or take the bus oh, for those couple no. of sections. That, that invalidates yeah. the hike, Swami. I'm well, so yeah. So for uh, so for consecutive steps, purists, it's probably not the hike for you. <laughs> but, but for folks who are just interested in some absolutely jaw-dropping scenery, yeah, it's an absolute pearl. It's fantastic. It's really beautiful. Swami, I noticed that the town that you started this hike in was simply <laughs> the letter A. With a little, with a little uh, hollow circle on top of it. Uh huh. How do you pronounce yeah, yeah. that? Oh, Jesus, um, I think, and I only just googled this before just to double check. <laughs> I think it's Awa, 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 Awa or something like hmm. that. I mean, I was Sounds always like saying, yeah, yeah, I was always saying the village of A, and people knew. I mean, the Scandies in general speak such good English that everyone. I mean, unless they're like over eighty years old, everyone's. I mean. Probably apart from the Dutchies, they speak the best English in Europe, I think. And wow. uh, so every, everyone everyone speaks really good English. So you can absolutely obliterate the pronunciation of the local tongue and folks will still understand you. Well, it just so happens um, our favorite co-host here of the 7,000-mile European thru-hike that he did out of order started his hike in the top of Norway. And I'm just curious, nice. Triple O... Have you ever been to the town of Awa? No, but I did walk through a tunnel, probably <laughs> illegally, at one point. Oh, to get yeah. <laughs> and uh, I could never figure out if it was illegal or not, so I just did it. Um, but but it's interesting because everyone in Norway was constantly asking me if I'd been to these islands, which it yeah. wasn't part of the route, but. They kept showing me pictures of them, and they're absolutely stunning. So I'm yeah, super excited to hear about this. 
And honestly, if, I imagine if you did get picked up and got thrown in a Norwegian prison, it'd probably be pretty nice. Like, I yeah. imagine, like, the, like the accommodation would be really nice. So and hotels right. are yeah. very expensive yeah. there, so it might even, yeah. you know, save you some money. Exactly. You get instead of, yeah, instead of paying like 200 bucks to stay in like a little dorm bed or something, you get yeah. a free room, probably get three <laughs> meals and, I'm, yeah, I'm not to trial to trial show nation. I'm not sort of like you know implying that folks should get arrested in Norway just to get a free night's accommodation. But uh, that's a good segue. Let's talk about accommodation. Did you all wild camp the whole time yes. there? Or, okay, you did, yeah. and that's so, allowed. So, yeah, so the Lofoten Islands, similar to the rest of Scandinavia, there's a the every man's law, the freedom to roam, so you can camp mm. wherever you like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, I saw a photo on the hiking life of I, I don't know if it was your shelter or um oh yeah uh, uh who were you hiking with? Um Malta. Malta uh, or yeah. oh. under the Northern Lights. Yeah, yeah. The last two because um like the main hiking season for that area, because you're north of the Arctic Circle, it's like 68, 67, 68 degrees. Oh, and Ooh. so generally speaking, you got a you got a chance of seeing the aurora borealis, the northern lights, you know, anytime from sort of uh, you know early September onwards. And okay. we did the hike there in mid September, and mm. it was the last two nights of the hike where we got yeah treated to treated to you know Mother Nature's light show, and it was pretty awesome. Wow. But, so uh, how long did you all yeah. take to do the hike? Uh, we did it in seven days, I think. Okay. And we were, I mean, it, the weather there can be, that's the, that's the catch. I mean, it's an absolutely stunning island. You've got these golden beaches and these huge fjords and, and uh, you know, incredible mountain lakes. And, but it rains a lot, like really a lot. <laughs> so sometimes yeah. you can't see it if you're out of luck. And for the first six out of the seven days, we just had a golden run with the weather and is that is that normal no no it's not okay and uh (laughs) but we yeah we chose to go like in yeah it was well mid-september but the main season is july august but if you if i'd recommend listeners if they can do it with their work schedules i mean july august are the school holidays over there so Mm -hmm. if you can avoid that period there'll probably be a few less people around also, it's like you wouldn't be able to see the Northern Lights in July, August, because it's no, it's light exactly. all the time. Yeah, right. If you're so really lucky, yeah, you might be able to luck out the very end of August. Yeah, yeah. You, you, the longer you go into, like, you get into fall and stuff, the better your chances are. Let me ask you a question about that weather piece. So, like, if you were to go, and let's say you had a lot of flexibility, um, uh-huh. the 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 weather systems that move in would you be able to like okay we've got two great days of hiking and then it's going to rain for a day or do they like they come in and they stay for like a week i'm not an expert but it seems to change pretty quickly so um and there are various places along the way where if it was absolutely biblical and it was really coming in (laughs) there's um (laughs) there's a couple of like little villages and stuff along the way where you can um find well, it's not exactly cheap accommodation, but you can find it. Right. You know, Cheaper. Accommodation. Yeah. 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 Um, I have another question. I'm just jumping around because I don't care about p- people's listening experience. I only care about my own questions. Um, I know. I, know. I, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the, the photos on your website, I remember looking at this when you first sent the link several weeks ago, is uh-huh. of this um, horse, horsey beach. 
Yes, yes. And there's like these little, it looks like little meringue tips on the sand. (laughs) And is that common there? Or is that that particular beach had all those little things on them? On that particular hike, I only saw it on that beach. And that has a huge tide. um, Ah. Yeah, yeah. That's a really, really long beach, that, that particular one. There's some of the other ones like Boonus Beach. Uh, is another one of the famous ones, and that's just these golden sands. You think of somewhere in, you know, the South Pacific or something. It, it, it's just amazing. But um, Horsehead Beach, and that's a side trip, but it's definitely a worthwhile one. Yeah, that one just goes on. So, ages is that ages sand? Ages. Is that sand a re- function of the tide going out? Wow, they look like little so. stalag stalagmites. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, but don't quote me. <laughs> I know the tide was out. Um, okay. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because there is an actual, I think there's a water course that feeds into the bay there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but... Um, well, that begs a good question. Do you have to kind of plan some of this hike around the tides so that you can get across oh, areas? Not really. Like, because, okay. you know, it, it's um, with the Lofferton Islands, you know, they're like a two or three three hour ferry ride out from this little town called Bodo, which you can fly into from Oslo. So okay. you're sort of way out in the Norwegian Sea. So it's this combination of, of like maritime and mountain hmm. scenery, which is just yeah, yeah that's just mind blowing. Strange. And and so so a lot of it's actually along beaches, you know, coastal beaches and stuff. I mean, there are sort of like fjords and a few streams and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, there's not um yeah there's not really any issues as far as tides or anything like that along the way. There's a so couple of sketchy stretches, but um, but yeah. Tides what do you mean are. by sketchy? Yeah, what does that mean? Uh, there's one in particular on the website, the Rando Loverton website. Uh, they, I think it's between stages nine and 10. They recommend you take a ferry, which is a really scenic ferry ride around to get between nine and 10. But alternatively, it's possible to get up on this ridge and drop down the other side. It's not, well, it's not that bad in fine weather. Um, but it's mm-hmm. a great sort of like connector section mm-hmm. and that would probably be, and they don't necessarily recommend that on that uh, website, but if, you know, if you've got a reasonably sized pack and you're fairly, fairly sure footed. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's for the most part. Okay. Speaking is of it, difficulty. Is that the part that goes over Herman's de Alstenden peak? No, uh, yeah. it's not far from there, but that's definitely one of the side trips where, yeah, it's not to be missed. That's, I think, yeah, it's the highest mountain in the western part of the Lofoten Island. So it's oh. just over a thousand meters. So it's at like okay. 3,300 feet. And the views from there, you pretty much see all over the archipelago, just this, yeah, it just stretches out all these fjords and golden beaches and lakes. And yeah, it's, uh, that's an amazing side trip. Speaking of difficulty, I noticed in your write-up that you mentioned there's roughly 30,000 feet of elevation gain in the 100 miles that comprise this route. There's also a very famous ultramarathon in the Rocky Mountain West called the Hard Rock 100, which boasts Uh about the same amount of elevation gain over 100 miles. So when I read your write-up, I immediately thought of the Hard Rock 100, although granted you're not trying to run this route no. in less than 48 hours you're doing a somewhat leisurely if you will hike over the 100 miles 
but yeah, 30,000 feet is still a good bit of gain and loss. So yeah, that's a lot because yeah, if you yeah. figure there's also 30,000 feet of drop, so then it's really 30,000 feet of gain over 50 miles, you know? Uh, right? I don't know about that, POD. <laughs> I don't think that math. Yes, right. because it's 100 miles, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so if there's like 60,000 total elevation gain and loss over the whole 100 miles. Oh, 60,000. Okay. Yeah, 30, it's elevation gain and loss. Right. So then it's 30,000 30, feet 30, of yeah, gain. Yeah. Elevation. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So. But you can go up and down in a mile. Right. What if you so, what if you don't start at the same elevation that you began at? What? Well, don't you start at sea level and finish at sea level? Yeah, oh, okay. What if you start level. a few feet higher? Then there's like a difference. Come on, man. By a few what are you doing, Dilo? <laughs> You're splitting hairs, man. What are you what are you doing, Dilo? You're trying to derail the whole Trail the month segment. What's going on? Anyway, it does sound like a lot of game. It is. I mean, and and to be honest, most of it is really steep too. Uh, either steep up or steep down. There's not a lot of gradual. I mean, you're never going to confuse it with the shocker <laughs> European trail with there, steep yeah. up and downs. Wait, wait. There's no steep traverses. What about switchbacks? <laughs> Aren't there lots of switchbacks? Are there steep switchbacks? Firstly, no, no, no switchbacks. Is there uh, is there actually notes. a trail, or is it? Because I remember in parts there were just painted rocks, and you just kind of follow the painted mm. rocks, or is it a well? Yeah, most, of, but nearly all of it's trail. Um, there's a couple of little road connector sections, uh, but nearly all of it is uh, is trail. Would and, it be hard uh, to find the painted rocks if you were in the fog? Yes. Okay, cool. That's kind of my experience with painted rocks. They're really hard yeah. to follow when you can't yeah. see more than like 10 or 15 feet in front mm -hmm. of you. Yeah. yeah, well, that's where the GPS and compass and map and stuff oh, comes yeah. in handy, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Swami, there's no app that's going to tell me where to hike when I'm doing this this hike in Norway? Well, it's funny that you asked this. Go, There is. It's oh. <laughs> Yeah, the Rando Lopperton website, which is really like logistically oh. speaking, it's the, the go-to website. Okay. Uh, my, my site gives you a bit of an idea and stuff, but really the two go-to websites for this particular hike are Rando Lopperton, which gives GPX files for the whole route. Oh, perfect. And then there's this other, other website, which is just amazing. It's called 68north.com. Hmm. And it's by this, I think he's American, this American photographer by the name of Cody Duncan. And... If you're looking for visual inspiration in regards to the Lofferton's, like I've never seen a better photographer of that area than hmm. this guy, Cody Duncan. He's he's contributed to two or three in the Wonderlust series, two or three books. And his wow. photos of that that area are just amazing. So they'd be the two websites I'd recommend to folks if you're interested in doing this hike is uh, Rando Lofferton and Cody Duncan's 68 North. Okay, we'll post links to both. Um, tell me about wildlife. Is there any wildlife? There's not much, actually. No. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Um, there are, oh, okay. One interesting factoid is um, before it became, uh, you know, like a, a destination in the last couple of decades for, you know, landscape photographers and, and, and you know, um, uh, Instagrammers. In Norway. Yeah, Instagrammers <laughs> and stuff. Uh, it, 
for about a thousand years or so, it was the cod capital, the cod fisheries capital mm. of Mexico, uh, Mexico, uh, and Norway. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, um, and part of the reason is that it's got like for, for a place that's so far north of the Arctic Circle, it's actually a pretty mild climate. Like during the winter, it's um, one degree Celsius is the average temp. So like 33, 34 Fahrenheit, which is quite, yeah, relatively balmy for a place that far, far mm. north. And yeah. so the waters don't actually uh, freeze around the Lofotans. So mm. it was this huge cod fishing sort of place uh, for yeah, a thousand years before it became famous for, for tourists, you know. But I, th I think the good thing about this hike is that even if you go during the, the peak seasons of July and August, if you, probably 80% of the hike, you'll have a lot of these areas to yourself because it's like, you know, like mm. Yosemite Valley or something in the States. You go to Yosemite Valley, it's absolutely loaded, you know, with people. Yeah. But then you go a few hours out and you can have, you know, beautiful areas to yourself. And uh, yeah, so that's definitely one of the, the good things about this, this particular route. Oh, how about wow. fresh water are streams uh abundant like yep. what's Lots, that situation both. okay yeah. never have to carry more than a liter or so oh, perfect oh wow um, yeah yeah so there's loads loads of water um regular resupplies you never really have to carry more than oh, a day wow. or two if you don't want to um is, it, is there a yeah, mosquito from, from season oh, oh yeah season. i was gonna ask about that too that's a good question i when I was there, it was like, because it was September, there wasn't okay. any, but I don't think it's like, because it's so windy often, I don't think it's an issue mm. like, like triple O would have experienced in the, um, lap, like the interior there in yeah, Lapland okay. and stuff. It can be absolutely, it's like Alaska, you know, like in, yeah. you know, after, you know, late June, July. And then I think like around the first frost, you know, sort of mid August, that's when they sort of, they die away. But um mm. But I think because of the amount of wind and stuff, and because it's yeah out in the ocean in the Norwegian Sea, it's not so much of a not so much of an issue. Hmm. Kind of sounds like God's country. Well, look, it's difficult to compare it to God's country because I remember <laughs> actually that was always a favorite of yours. <laughs> what was that? The Clackamas Mountains. The Clackamas the Mountains in Washington, Swami. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, geez, that's how could you forget, to... man? Come on, the you know. No, no, never forget. Let's come back a few <laughs> years. <Jeez. laughs> Actually, one cool thing that folks could do uh, if they go up there um, for for uh, literary buffs, uh, there's a there's a a place just off the coast called the Maelstrom, which is this system of tidal eddies, hmm. which was mentioned. Um, like tidal eddies and whirlpools, which was mentioned in, you remember Jules Verne's uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, Edgar Allan Poe, I think, mentioned it in a short story as well. But the main one I remember is from, uh, yeah, Jules Verne, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And and I think it's like the second or third or something strongest in the world of these maelstroms. Wow. And, and, um, and what makes it a little bit different is that it's actually out of the open sea rather than like a river or a strait. And so okay. that you can do that like as a bit of a day trip after you've after you finish the hike. Huh. Did oh, you go wow. swimming in the maelstrom? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. No, Would I didn't you recommend swim. swimming in the maelstrom? I think you should give it a go. Make sure your well is up to date before yeah, you the go. The tide's not too strong to swim in the maelstrom. You'll be fine, mate. You'll be fine. Oh, this is great advice. I'm sure yeah, our listeners will, you know, 
listeners are heading out on the PCT tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I think our listeners are also going to be doing some swing in the maelstrom. We get, they get great advice. No, no, other listeners, our... no, no. This is just specifically for you, dear. No, our, no, our <laughs> listeners get some really good advice about no, 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 you know, no, other listeners don't hold me to experiences on the trail. This is the deal. This is the deal. It would, it would, it would definitely be a life-changing experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like it was pretty chilly. Yeah, look, it's one of those places. I mean, there's. There's not much in the way of trees. So when it yeah. does rain, it's often windy. So you've often got that sort of like, you know, mid 30s Fahrenheit just driving wind and rain. And it can be for days and days. Totally. And, yeah. yeah. So you definitely want to have the right insulation layers and a, a decent rain jacket and a tent that holds up well in a storm. <laughs> and a good a credit card if you're forced indoors balance. for sure. Yeah. So I mean, I've been taking notes here. So if somebody from the US wanted to do this hike, if I, if I, written this down correctly they need to fly from us to oslo to boda and then take a ferry ride to ua uh yeah or i think right next to ua which for listeners is just just think of the village of a yeah a with a yeah. little dot over the top of it uh mm-hmm. right next to the village of a there's this other village called vinstad and i think the ferry it's like this tiny ferry terminal i think that's where it goes to it's oh, literally okay. only like three mm-hmm. miles from Three miles from the start of the trip. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And this yeah, is... look, it, it's an absolutely, uh, it's a jaw drop. I mean, it's difficult to describe just how jaw droppingly beautiful it is. It, wow. the, I mean, the photos are nice and stuff, but yeah. they don't do justice. It, it really is like the whole time. If you get a decent run with the weather, it's just like triple take view after triple take view. Yeah. Hey, Swami, this is a, a little off topic, but I noticed. You, you sent a photo of a beer you were drinking earlier. Do, do you happen to have that beer with you there this evening? What do you got I there? Do. What What is that? I've got a Victoria. Uh, it's been, they've been around since 1855. I'm sure POD would be familiar with them. <laughs> since the end of the American Civil War. Victoria beer, wow. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> mate, I think you. No, no, it's 1855, mate, not 1865. Oh, sorry, pre-Civil yeah, yeah. War. Before the Civil right. War. Yeah. Oh my Wait, God, yeah. this, this beer is. Wow, Zilo, this beer it's, is way out of date too. That's an old beer, it's, man. You've been saving that <laughs> since 1855. <laughs> I just actually dusted it off. That's when he was in yeah. high school. Yeah, yeah. That's when he was in high school. That's like an antique, man. You say, like you could have probably sold that for thousands of dollars, man. Thousands of pesos. How, how do you think man. I paid for the Norwegian trip? I, oh, selling Victoria <laughs> beers from 1855. That's you amazing, you can, man. You yeah. do what you have to do. Well, yeah, and a bit of busking they, on the... A bit busking. of busking in the hard streets of Mexico yeah, City. Yeah, sell those Victoria beers and then take a ferry out to the Maelstrom. Uh, yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple of a couple of nights in yeah. the Lovaton prison and just yeah, it was all good. Yeah. <laughs> Swami, I'll have you know that our very own Princess of Darkness is hoping to send you some updates on the Songrace Traverse this Maybe. year. Maybe. Ah, okay. I I, out of school? I, yeah, I've actually uh, been having some second thoughts oh about boy. that. Oh boy. Um since you brought it up. <laughs> I or maybe you can just school, add that out. I don't Swami. know. I'm okay. starting to think that maybe my first hike, my first backpacking trip after a full recovery from back surgery, maybe shouldn't be a Songrace Traverse. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just, I'm well, just. What do you think? Well, it's a bit like D-Lo with the Maelstrom. <laughs> 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 Give it a go. I mean, it's only a few hours. From I mean, talk about, 
Talk about ripping the band-aid off. Yeah. yeah, see how your stroke is, you know? Like, that's how I feel about yeah. the maelstrom. Like, maybe I could just kind of backstroke through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, you, you never know. You never know. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, stranger things was, have happened. Yeah, that was yeah. the last time I stayed with you guys, I think, before yeah. that Sangre's hike in 2016. Yeah. 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 Is there, Swami, is there anything we haven't asked you about the Long Crossing that you want to get out there? No, I think we've pretty much covered it. That's permits? one of the uh, no no permits necessary. You can just rock up and Sweet. start. No, yeah, no no other fees or anything included. How you can, did you uh, talk about the winds? Does it get windy? He did talk about the wind. Will it yeah, be really yeah, windy? It can be pretty windy. Yeah, it's very not expensive. when you're in the water though. Mm. In the maelstrom, not in the maelstrom. That won't be an issue. Mommy. You'll be you just get that the just, just yeah. get the backstroke going. <laughs> Are there any um, backcountry huts on this hike? Because I know in other parts of Norway, there's an extensive hut system, but I don't know about Lofoten. There are. Uh, not as many as, say, the, the interior of Norway, Sweden, and Finland, but um, there are a few. But I think there was two that you could just rock up to and they're normally open. There was another one, which was the fanciest one, which you needed a key. <laughs> but uh the other two you could sort of just rock up to and they were generally open but uh for the most part it's it's wild camping very yeah. cool yeah. well we're gonna yeah. post a link to your write-up on this hike um from the hikinglife.com and cool. in may we would love to post a link to wanderlust nordics when it goes live for sale here in the united states in god's own country Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And yeah, definitely include for folks the um, the links to those two websites I mentioned, uh, Rando Lofferton, which basically all the logistical details you'll need for to plan the hike are on, on that particular site. And then Cody's uh, 68 North, which just has some of the most incredible photos you'll ever see. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, Swami, thank you very, very much for coming back on the trail show tonight. Let's not let five years pass before you come back on next time, please. Um, that's as much our fault as yours. <laughs> ah, no, no worries. Well, I think the last time you and I were in contact was during the World Cup football, like a few months ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, yeah. We were uh, trying to predict like, who was going to... What's happening back and forth? Yeah, yep. yeah, when Argentina were going to the title. Oh, what yeah. a game. What a freaking game, man. <laughs> yeah. It was an incredible final. Incredible. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. Very cool. Any, uh, any hikes planned for 2023 for you? Uh, well, I'm actually coming up to the States in a couple of weeks. I'm going to catch up with uh, a yeah. friend of the trail show, Mr. Um, Mr. LaRufa. Yes. And yeah, we're doing a bit of a road trip down via, um, oh, actually, we're going to catch up with Mags along the way down in Moab. The late and Paul Magnati? Yeah, the one you blackballed back in, what was it, 2016 <laughs> or 15 or so. That was Delo's doing. That was Delo's doing. Was doing. nothing to do with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So catching up with him. And then I think we're going to head to uh, uh, oh, Bandelier National Monument. Yeah. Which I've always wanted to go to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then on the way back, I think we're going to stop at Mesa Verde. And we might even be joined by one of the members of the trail show panel. Or possibly two. Of possibly the... two. Excellent. Excellent. No promises, but possibly two. And when you're at Bandelier, be on the look for tarantula hawks because we have seen them there. And if tarantula you don't know what hawks. that is, Google it after we get off the Zoom call. 
it's a very interesting yes Mm -hmm. it's a very interesting creature supposedly has the second most painful bite of any insect on the planet according to coyote peterson that's all of a sudden the, you know the liger from uh, napoleon dynamite came into my mind just that combination tarantula hawk is that is that real yes it is a real yes. thing although i'm sure that that's just the colloquial term that we call it here in the usa but yeah it's um that's it's, it's a very, common name it's a very incredible insect with a sting that will knock you down so don't get stung by one while you're there, Swami, please. I'll definitely be on the lookout for okay. tarantula hawks. Yeah, he's looking it up right now. <laughs> All right, Swami, we're going to let you go. You can Google away. Thanks again for coming on the show tonight. And, and we'll uh, see happy you in five years. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you in five years. Look, thank you very much, guys. Good to catch right up with you all again. Um, Triple O, good to meet you. Nice to meet you best too. of luck in the maelstrom right yeah, yeah. thanks man yeah i'm gonna work I'm, I'm, i've been practicing a lot i've been doing a lot of swimming i'm practicing my strokes i'm gonna be strong when i hit the maelstrom might definitely get as many laps in as you can thanks yeah. great advice great advice coming from a esteemed hiker such as yourself thank you you're very welcome all right, folks, we're going to take a break. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about how the snowpack in the Sierra just broke a 75-year record. So don't go anywhere. This is Liz Snorkel Thomas, and I never listen to the trail show. All right, folks, the trail show is back. We completely spaced out last month on our Katie Gerber Adventure Ready book giveaway winner, but we did not forget, and we did have a couple calls. Triple O has picked the two best of those calls, and he's going to play them for you now. Hey, trail show. This is Blackjaw, the Buffalo Jack Wagon. I don't know what's going on. I've had technical difficulties three times, so I'm going to try this again. So anyhow, I was out on a trail with my friend Kurt, and I think I was trying to tell you that he has the current record for stone skipping, which is irrelevant to the story and thinking. But anyhow, somehow he had talked me into drinking warm Miller beer through a jewel weed stem. Uh, he thought maybe it would prevent us from getting poison ivy. I don't know if that worked, what? but it was disgusting. So I've won one of these call-in contests, so that might disqualify me winning this one. But I never did get my blue jeans and blowtorch prize, so it really doesn't matter either way because I never listened to the trail show. What I don't well, I think he missed the whole point of the contest. The point of the contest was to tell about a meal fail on a camping, hiking, backpacking trip. So and well, we Slackjaw has already won a contest. 
only hope that our final contestant oh. does a better job. Okay. Please. Hi, this is Carissa Wheeler. I'm calling in about the worst meal I've had on the campout. So me and my younger brother and older sister went on like a 20-mile backpacking trip. It's more like an overnight hike than a backpacking trip. But we were super excited, none of us having any kind of backpacking experience whatsoever. So we had all these, like, romantic ideas of sitting around the campfire, like, cooking our meal, and then, like, going to bed and everything. Um, we were hiking the route from Crowder's Mountain to King's Mountain in South Carolina. <laughs> and so we each, like brought like a potato to bake and wrapped it up in tin foil, thinking like we'd have a great time like cooking it around the fire. So we get to our campsite that night and I had stuffed my tin foil full of potato, onion, and like some other random crap I found around the kitchen. Um, right next to my flannel, which happened to be the only warm thing that I brought on that hike. It was the middle of summer, so we assumed that it would be plenty warm at night and we wouldn't need any kind of sleeping bags, <laughs> and we were sleeping in hammocks. So anyway, we get to our campsite, and we're not able to build a fire because everything is soaked, and it's South Carolina, middle of summer, so it's super high humidity. And again, we have, like, no trail camping experience whatsoever. So <clears throat> we end up not being able to, like, cook our potatoes, so we just kind of sit and eat cold vegetables and a couple of granola bars for dinner that night so i say it's not like the worst meal it's just like an absolute meal fail we were so sad we were like well we can't even cook our potatoes <laughs> um so anyway we end up having to go to bed without our sleeping bags because we, we didn't bring them we didn't think we needed them but as like our sweat evaporated and it cooled off it got like super chilly and we all ended up in the same hammock, like, side by side. And because I sweat, stuffed my only warm thing, the flannel, next to the potato I was supposed to bake, it smelled, like, very strongly of Vidalia onions. <laughs> so we were sitting in the hammock smelling, like, Vidalia onions, D.O., and, like, sweaty teenage boy, because my younger brother just oh. smelled terrible. Anyway, so that's my worst uh, meal on a camp out. Um, hope you guys have a good one. I think we have a winner. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely is... call that a meal fail. That is That's a, a, a meal fail, sailor. a camping fail. Uh, there's so many failures that happened that <laughs> night. No sleeping bags, hammock camping. Oh, yeah, the hammocks. I mean, those are cold sleeping anyway. Yeah, even with a sleeping bag, air you, underneath, you get a little chilly. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think she's definitely needs, I think she needs the adventure ready book, not just for the meal prep, but for other things as well. Yeah. <laughs> Carissa, there's a book headed your way uh, very shortly. We might even overnight mail that thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's mail it with a raw potato. Yeah, we'll put some, Vidal by the way, Vidalia yeah. onions, for those that aren't in the know, is a sweet onion from Vidalia, Georgia, that is exquisite. But it, they typically do need to be cooked. Just saying. Raw Vidalia onions. I, raw any onions. Probably not recommended. It sounds Hilo, like a, a great trip, a, though. Vidalia like, onion you, know, you got there. The kind you tell your parents about when you get home. And... 
<laughs> happy you survived. They worry about just, you for the rest of your I'm life. I'm just trying to like uh, I, make a mental picture. sleeping bag. I had this potato. <laughs> I had no fire. And all three of them squished into one hammock because they're yeah. cold. Oh, oh yeah. boy. God. That's that sounds... type two fun right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, folks. We've got a wild card segment tonight. It is the elephant in the room. It is the five alarm fire that no one is paying attention to, except for a few people. The Pacific Crest Trail, the Sierra Snowpack, <laughs> July 14th, 152 inches of snow depth at the Bighorn Plateau Snowtail site, which is the closest snow measuring location to Mount Whitney. Folks, this is a freaking emergency and we need to speak about it right now and i've heard other podcasts talk about this and they've all caveated this discussion saying they don't want to fear monger well tonight i'm here to fear monger <laughs> because it, it's actually due this is really really bad what do you all think uh, I, I just want to prefix this discussion with saying that some sites in the Sierra Nevada of California are at 396% of average of the snow water equivalent for this time of year, which hey, means... That means 396% more fun going through the Sierra. Which means that there is four times more snow than there normally is. And there's normally a lot of snow in the Sierra. But right to, now, there's four times as much. Just to give you an idea of what 152 inches are, if POD stands on Disco's head, <laughs> <laughs> you might see the top of her hair. <laughs> yeah. I so mean, I'm 70 inches tall. So yeah, Disco's I'm, like 76. I'm 74. 74 yeah. inches four. tall. So you're looking, if she raises her hand, you'll see. Yeah, her, maybe you might her, see <laughs> the tip of her middle finger. As she's Ooh. shooting the bird <laughs> from from up on that perch. Uh, All right. I want to real quickly talk about this book that no one even knows what it is anymore. It's called the Pacific Crest Trail Data Book. And nobody has any clue what this is. But back in the day, a thousand years ago, when people hiked the PCT, they would actually use the data book because it had waypoints and water information and the whole bit. And in the fair, page five of this book they have something called california snow depth measurements and it's subtitled crossing the high sierra and the last line in the paragraph of importance is you will you will still encounter plenty of snow but it should not be overwhelming and what they're talking about is something that they call kennedy meadows day which based on the april 1st snowpack of a given year Kennedy's Meadow Day is the day you want to leave Kennedy Meadows in hopes that you will still encounter plenty of snow, but it should not be considered overwhelming. It wasn't, um, wasn't that back in, uh, remember old Ray Jardine's Ray Jardine. Trail? Yeah, yeah. Didn't he talk about something? Was it Kennedy Meadows Day or something like that? And it was, Ray like Day. June, it was called June Ray 15th Day. Or something. Ray Day. Oh, yeah, Ray, Ray Day. Day. Yeah. But like he sometime had, in mid-June. Mid-June. Yeah. He had a different yeah. calculation, and his calculation was based on basically your hiking pace 
so that you would arrive to Kennedy Meadows at a certain day in mid-June. And I don't remember what specific day it was. But this, the PCT data book, this is even better because it calculates Kennedy Meadows Day based on the April 1st snowpack at yeah. the Bighorn Plateau snow site close to Mount Whitney. So it actually yeah. takes the, the weather and the climate and the snow data into account. So having said that, the day used in their equation, the day that you should leave Kennedy Meadows this year is July 14th. And yeah. to give people some perspective, most recently, 2017 was a high snow year and 2019 was a, uh, a higher snow year too. 2017 was a little bit bigger. So the Kennedy Meadows day for 2017 using this equation was July 3rd. The Kennedy Meadows day for 2019 using this equation was June 30th. So think about what I'm saying. The Kennedy Meadows day using the 152 inch snow depth at Bighorn Plateau this year it's July 14th. Wait, Let's, before you get, let yeah, me just yeah, throw ahead, this out ahead, there yeah. real quick. So yeah. I'm looking at the USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service National Water and Climate Center the website federal website here. Yes. And I'm looking at 2017 and I'm looking at kind of the Sierra just north of Mount Whitney. And overall, it's about 216% of normal in 2017. When I change the year on this lovely webpage to 2023, it's 396% of normal, which means that this year there is twice as much snow in the Sierra as there was in 2017. And people were freaked out in 2017. So if you're hiking northbound in 2023, you should be twice as freaked out as people were in 2017. And people that hiked in 2017 were really freaked out. And just to mention it, and I think I brought this up last month, two people in 2017, two PCT hikers died in river crossings in the Sierra based on that snowpack. This year, mm-hmm. it's much worse, Twice much, much, much worse. Twice as much. And yeah. there, there's no telling, like the stream flow could be off the charts if it warms up fast. If it stays cold, it could be like it could actually be really nice hiking if it stays cold because you're not going to be postponed. The stream flows won't be out of control. But if it warms up fast, yeah. And hey, we're in you know we're in the Anthropocene now, right? Like all all bets are off, right? So it's like, I mean, the thing is though, fast. you're eventually you're eventually gonna be postponed because it's not <laughs> like you hike through the Sierra and then the mountains are done and the snow's done, uh, that, that's you know? true, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you get past the Sierra and, and you get slapped in the face. Like yep. it goes on for a long time. So, oh, yeah. to and I mean, we talked to, we talked to Shira, right? And what do we tell her? We asked her what her advice for PCT hikers this year. And she lives up there in bed. She's like, bring your skis. I mean, that snow you're eventually going to be postulating crossings like you know some other, creeks, probably. some other good advice would be to hike southbound i mean if you look yes. at this map yes. if you look at washington state washington state along the crest of the cascades is 100 percent of normal normal snowpack you yep. look at the continental divide along the Mon- uh, montana idaho border up in the glacier national park it's 100 percent of normal right so these yep. are great places to kind of go hiking in late june um Mid, mid to late June, you'll still me, encounter some snow, but it's yeah. not going to be. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, can ask I ask you guys, um, what's the quota 
the southbounders? Like you, you guys know. mentioned before, how many southbounders do they let start a day? Because the northbounders, is it still 50? 50? 50, 50 a day. Yeah. So what is it for, like if folks have the, the flexibility in their work schedules, like is it in that ballpark, like 50 a day or is it less, like people going south? You know, because that what Delo suggested. I just it looked it sense. up and it says 15 permits per day. 15, 15 southbound from June 15th to July 31st. <clears throat> really? Southbound? Yep. Only 15 huh. per day. Wow. Well, you, huh. you'd think that oh they could God. maybe up that a little bit, you know, if if, if there right. were folks that had the flexibility in their, their schedules that they well, could. Well, and they could just to that. encourage, too. Just to encourage, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a, for its safety's sake, you know, like, hey, guys, we're not going to let anybody hike northbound this year. Let me throw this out there. So, Kennedy Meadows is roughly 700 miles into a northbound PCT hike. And let's say, you know, I don't know what the average pace between the Mexican border and Kennedy Meadows is, but let's say, let's say you take two months. Let's say you take eight weeks to cover that 700 miles. That's less than 100 miles a week. If we're using that math, and I would submit that that's a slightly leisurely pace. Yeah. That means that if Kennedy Meadows Day is July 14th this year, based on snowpack, you should not start your PCT hike until about May 15th. And what I can tell you is that there's people, because of the permit system, that's, that got a March permit, and they've already started, started their northbound PCT hikes. Does um. anyone see a problem here? Can I ask a question? Like, do you guys know? Is there some sort of is there any built-in flexibility to the permit system with the PCTA? I mean, like almost because obviously each year is is different, and it can be wildly different as as it is this year. Yeah, I mean, no, but but it surely there must be the, yeah, the like flexibility sort of, is that you can you have to start on that date, but you can get off the trail for three months and then get back on. <laughs> yeah, well, that seems, that seems it, crazy though i mean if that's the flexibility uh, yeah. that's awesome because all you have to do is you're like all right um hey you know employer i'm gonna keep working for another two months i'm gonna just yeah. stop working in june I just, rather i gotta than take four days off because i gotta go hike yeah, from I gotta go the border to <laughs> julian or whatever <laughs> i gotta hike up to julian <laughs> and then i'll still be on trail and it'll to the all pcta's be defense be yeah to the pcta's defense they have stated that this is actually a u.s forest service yeah it's mandate. not the PCTA. Yeah, yeah they're not, not the, the PCTA. Right the PCTA is the one who is oh, okay. actually doing this permit process, but it is a U.S. Forest Service uh, mandated thing. But and what I would ask: What can you do? Like, you can't what, just say everyone go and you get. Well, here's what I would say: on one day. Like the PCTA, th this is our advocacy organization for this trail. And I would submit that the PCTA needs to advocate to the Forest Service that in years like this, where we've just broken a 75-year record, snowpack record, as of April 1st, they need to advocate for PCT hikers that the permit system needs to change on years of higher than average snowpack. And if there was ever a year, this is the year. That website that was referenced earlier, the USDA website showing snowpack at Bighorn Plateau. The data goes back to 1949. And this year is the highest snowpack that's ever been recorded around April 1st 
for that location since 1949. So I say it breaks a 75-year record. That's only because we've been keeping data for 75 years. This could be a 100-year record, a 200-year record, a 500-year record. We don't know. We only have data that goes back to 1949. And 152 inches at Bighorn Plateau around April 1st is the record of recorded history for that. By a lot. By a lot. Yeah, the previous highest snowpack depth at that location was in 1983, 40 years ago, and that was 134 inches. So, again, this year we're at 152 inches. That's what we're dealing with. And there's people that started their hikes in March. Well, they, uh, just so you Help. know, every southbound <laughs> permit is taken at the moment. So, I mean, <laughs> no I, I would just say, like, get off the freaking trail. Like, like, just don't. Just don't do it this year. The, I, I know you want to hike. You may have sold your house. You may have quit your job. But, <laughs> but if you don't fit, if you're dead because you don't finish the hike, and I say this only half joking, the hike doesn't matter. Go hike <laughs> something else. There's a the the, the Appalachian. Come on over to the CDT. Be, uh, yeah, I, yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, yeah. yeah. Southbound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you could hike through New Mexico for a uh, hundred miles or so. <laughs> no, okay. maybe, maybe the um, AT. Maybe the AT is this is your the AT, the AT. Yeah, yeah. Or you could do hike the American Discovery Trail. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jesus. Beautiful. Um, it's beautiful <laughs> in the middle of the country at this time of year. Or maybe the Florida Trail. <laughs> More crack sage advice from the trail show. <laughs> I would like to have somebody from the PCTA come on to the trail show next month and talk about Panic. how serious this situation yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It's a serious situation because, like, it is, it's not safe. It it's is not, not safe. safe. Not even not close safe. to safe. And it's what not the, just the Sierra. It's also the the southern mountain ranges south of the Sierra, including the San Jacintos, the San Gorgonios, the San Bernardinos, like you name it. It's all those mountain ranges. I don't know. I hate even like it. I got to knot my stomach just talking about this because it's that bad and nobody's taking um, it seriously. What about the folks from Search and Rescue? Is there any sort of coordination between, say, the Forest Service, the PCTA and the folks that's because I mean, obviously, the folks at Social so. Rescue are aware of all this, and uh, mm-hmm. and blimey, if, if if folks are going who don't blimey. have any experience, and and, uh, and the you yeah. know to go through at that time, I mean, the folks at Search and Rescue are just going to be, I mean, like overwhelmed. Yeah. San Jacinto yeah. Peak right now has got like fifty six inches of snow depth. The snow, the base of snow on near San Jacinto Peak is like six feet deep. That peak is in the first snow. 150 yeah. miles of trail. Six wow. feet of snow on San Juan, Mount San Jacinto right now. Well, That's I like guess people aren't going to be aren't going to be laughing this year at all those people that started the Mexican border with an ice axe strapped to their pack. No, I guess they're going to actually need that. Yeah, uh, quickly. Just don't, people. Just don't. Don't do it. Not this year. This is no joke. Like. You can say I'm fear mongering, and that's fine. Like if, if if the trail show can uh keep one or two people from heading into their demise, then we'll take the the hate the hate. For I mean, comments. on the on the flip care. side, no no joking aside, if you've got like incredible logistic skills 
and a, a good budget and a lot of time, like you could do, you could do a crazy section hike you, or, or, you know, like flip-flopping everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you could, you could start in Tehachapi and hike northbound for like, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred miles and then get off the trail and then hike southbound from Tehachapi to what it would it oh like across God. you know what i mean what it's nightmare. just like yeah i mean yeah. but like if that's what you vehicle do. support you're but talking honestly, about vehicle support yeah vehicle support yeah. or even if you just got a lot of time you're like ah, i'll just get off get off the trail and hitch over here and take a bus there and just like putts around here but I mean, honestly with this this permit system which is all about just like making sure that every that there's not too many people starting at the same time if you just start when you start and then just get out there like you could piece together some sort of crazy you know uh rube goldberg's hike of the pct this year and it'd be quite fun you know i i would i mean the 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 permit system is all about leave no trace right they don't want too many people starting on the same day because of human waste issues and etc that that's valid that makes sense but this year given the snowpack there's no one that should be starting their hike in march or april like literally, there's no PCT northbounder that should be out on the trail leaving the Mexican border in March or April. And that's already happened. And they're on trail as we speak. And well, they're about to hit a mountain of overwhelming snow that is absolutely no joke. Or they just have to flip flop. I mean, that's just it. Like, yeah, I, I just don't from just where? From Idlewild? Like flip flop from Idlewild because you can't even get around San Jacinto? Like, yeah it's it's a disaster like you take the trail as it is <laughs> yeah, they, could go, they, they could go up to old station to, and just do laps of the hat creek rim Hat Creek. Rim oh my god back and forth. <laughs> yeah. like, over and over and over again i like it <laughs> oh, i like or, it or maybe the bridge of the gods across the columbia river yeah, just back yeah, and they, forth back and forth there you go Yep. There yep, you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh man, guys, be safe out there this year. Don't do things just because you've sold your house and quit your job. Like, go hike a different trail, please. There's lots of trails. We've been covering different trails every month for 11 years now on the Trail Show. Listen to some back episodes. We'll give you some ideas. Go over to the Lafontaine Islands. Yeah, get Norway. a plane to Bodo. <laughs> yeah, go to get Bodo. On ferry. Go to Aou. Yeah, yeah. Get some, get some swimming in and join, join Dilo in the Maelstrom. Yeah. We'll yeah. we'll what, what is more likely to end <laughs> nice in tragedy? Back. Swimming the Maelstrom or crossing? I mean, the uh, we, we, we joke. I mean, you get on the Arizona Trail right now, you'll probably be okay for a little while. You know, well, you'll be I okay until I, you hit Pine. Yeah, <laughs> and then you won't be okay. Yeah, but even but, things like you know, like the Grand Enchantment, and and uh, yeah, some of these other hikes you guys have in the the Four Corners area in the southwest. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of different options, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, hike, and obviously the, uh... the trail show favorite, the Florida Trail. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Here's what I think. I think people who are reasonable and can think about what they really want out of a hike, which is probably some adventure and outdoor yeah. time, have already made other plans. And I think everyone else who's hung up on northbound on the PCT is not going to change their mind because a bunch of armchair commandos are saying you shouldn't do it this year. And and at the end of the day, we can't control anyone else's decision. Neither can the PCTA and neither can the Forest Service. And it's everybody has to make decisions for themselves. I do think it affects search and rescue. And I think that 
I think people should consider how their actions are going to affect other people, how their actions are going to affect their families if something tragic happens. But I think people who can be flexible have probably already made other plans. And people who can't, hopefully they have a brush, a scary brush with danger that doesn't kill them. And and they're like, oh, I guess I need to do something else. Exactly. It comes down to, I mean, Mother Nature doesn't have a copy of your itinerary. You know That's what I right. Mean? And, and, uh, <laughs> and I don't know what, what I mentioned before about, I think there has to be in some built-in flexibility into the system whereby, because each year it can just vary so, so drastically. So on maybe... I don't know, I'm spitballing here, but like, you know, the PCTA and the Forest Service and Search and Rescue can all get together, say, in early March or whatever it is, or mid-March or late March and sort of have a good look at what the snow is doing and sort of, you know, adjust the permit system accordingly, maybe up the number of southbound permits if necessary. You know what I mean? Um, maybe put back the starting dates for safety reasons, you know, into April and the piece, you know. And you know what? If folks... Uh, it's it's better that yeah like if they have to put back their schedule for a month and to be going out you know in March when they don't have you know the skills or the experience or the equipment to do it and put their lives at risk you know it just yep. a lot of it comes down to common sense and just you know uh, yeah but it's it's a tough call as you said if you know folks have have made that commitment they've sold their house it's been something they've been dreaming of you know all their lives it's that's right how do you tell those folks oh sorry but yeah, you can't do it. You know, it's it's a tough call. Yeah, it's a really tough call. It's a predicament to say the least. Yeah. Be safe out there, people. Um, yeah. We could talk about this for hours, but we Let's can't. Let's please not. Because the show must go on. Let's do trip reports. Okay. BOD, you had a trip report on a stairwell today. <laughs> I did find a turd at school. Um <laughs> Talk about a change in the subject uh, dramatically yeah. and quickly. Uh, talk, no, but talk about putting a turd in the punch bowl. That was an old magism. Magism. Yeah. I was going down the stairs about two o'clock today, and there was a human turd on the stairwell just sitting there. Oh. So I had was to there wait. a tissue flower? No, no. I think what happened is I think it was a kindergartner that pooped his pants in the morning. It, it appeared to be very dry, dried out. And oh so I God. think he, it you was investigated. Stuck, it oh, of course. It was stuck to the underwear and then it slowly loosened through the day as it got oh. more and more dry. And then when he was coming down, the, he or she is coming down the stairs. I think it fell out of the <laughs> dress or the pant leg or something. And and kindergartners, when stuff like that happens, they're just like, oh, there, that fell out. They just keep walking. There's no. I could, I could, I could just imagine PID with a deer stalker cap on with a magnifying glass getting out. <laughs> <laughs> checking the turnout. Yeah. So, Watson, Watson, so what do you do? What, what do you do in that situation? I dear? stood next to the turd and waited. Good watch. Yes, because I didn't want some other kids to walk through and step on it and fall. And also track human feces around oh, the school. God. Can I tell so, you what I would have done? Can I tell you what I would have done? Please do. I would have just kicked the turd into a corner and walked down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> just like, boom, like down the corner, kick it down the stairs to a corner, you know, kick it with the side of my shoe. Yeah, no, I, I stood watch with the turd. 
And then what happened? Did somebody come to take and the turd And then, and I was on my way to do something, and I finally yeah. got someone's attention. And then like, someone hey, else I in the office. The here. There's a turd here. We need to yep. do something. Yep. So about she it. came up and stood watch with the turd while I went and did my thing. And they called the custodian because when someone turds, they have to use like specific cleaner. They can't just oh, clean yeah. it up. You have to yeah. like just uh, like see. That's why I would have just kicked the. That's why I would have just kicked the turd away because it's like, yep. dude, you and your specific cleaners. I'm just kicking the turd. Yeah. No. We'll move so, on. It's on a when stair. I came nobody's, back from, nobody's eating off the stairwell. When I came back from my errands, the turd was gone. Yeah. So. Nice. Very nice. Good job. There, apparently a turd burglar came and took the turd away. Good job. <laughs> was snorkel seen near your school this morning? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Sorry, it I... was a pretty big turd, too. I was like, man, someone is well fed. Because that's like a, an adult-sized oh, turd. Okay, okay. Please. <laughs> All of all that's holy and good. Stop. Okay, who else has got something? Trip report. report. Uh, out of order. Did you go on another water trail uh, recently? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have not gone on much outdoor stuff, but uh, last weekend was the thirteenth day after Nowruz, which is the Persian New Year, which is the oh. Nature Day apparently, and you have to go outside and be in nature. So that's a good tradition. Um, so we went to a park and hung out. I paddled around a lake. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about paddling at all. It's yeah, a water we, trail. We're a ski podcast now. I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, water sports don't get any airtime here, Triple F. But it's a good, you know, it's, it shows that, uh, you know, like through hiking, the connection to nature runs in deep throughout cultures and histories. So it was nice for that reason. Very cool. D-Lo? You've been uh, cross-country skiing? What have you have been not been cross-country skiing. I think I'm going to go cross-country skiing tomorrow, actually, because it's going to be very cold and wintry up high, and I'm going to take advantage of a cold, wintry day while there is still one or two left do a little cross-country skiing. So I'm going to do, I plan to do that tomorrow. Okay. However, I have done zero hiking since the fall. Actually, that's not true. I have done zero hiking since maybe three weeks ago. I went hiking with my family and another family three weeks ago. I've done a lot of skiing, but I won't talk about that today. But what I have done two weeks ago, I ran on a trail for the first time since the fall. And yesterday, yeah, I rode my bike on a bunch of trails. For the first Ooh. time since like Dilo, this is not mountain a mountain bike podcast. podcast. Oh, it's not a mountain biking podcast. No, no. is it a trail running podcast? Sure, sure. I think that it's definitely not a skiing, po- not a skiing podcast, no. right? No, not even no. Nordic. Not skiing, a paddling podcast. Like... Not a skiing. Not a. Okay, then I, I guess I got nothing to say. Okay, I finished up my time served in the Black Hills of South Dakota carrying a 40 pound pack full of tree marking paint around cross country for two months. I finished up that work last week and I drove home on Sunday just before the Black Hills got 16 inches of snow last night. So I threaded the needle precisely and perfectly and my tree marking work is done. And I feel like I'm in really good shape at the moment for hiking season, having just spent two months (laughs) Walking around mm-hmm. with 40-pound packs of paint, but uh, that can dissipate rather quickly. So I need to get out here on the trails in Salida, um, maybe even with POD this weekend. 
Okay. Swami, how about you? Have you done any any hikes, <laughs> local, day, or otherwise, in the last month? <laughs> that's, a, that's a difficult collection of reminiscences to follow. We got T, T, PAD with a, a turd on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> we got like a Persian holiday. <laughs> yeah. Just go with these trail markers all around South Dakota and Dilo with skiing and mountain biking and uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh yeah, yeah, I, I, I hike pretty regularly these uh the mountains behind my home here in uh in the Sierra Madre in Mexico. And now is sort of April, May is the end of the dry season here. Mm. So the trails are just um yeah, everything sort of it, it, it's it's weird. Like every year like the rainy season runs from June through to October. And then November, December, January, things are still pretty green. And then from around the new year through to May, it just gets progressively drier and browner. And you're almost by the end of May, you're thinking, wow, you're sort of in the southwest of the States, like it's like in the desert. Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden with two or three weeks of rain in June, it just goes emerald green. You think you're mm -hmm. in, in, the, wow. in the rainforest in Costa Rica or something, you know, oh, and uh so at the moment, yeah, and like the waterfalls start running and the creeks start running. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, but at the moment, yeah, it's getting a little bit drier. But uh, but yeah, so I go hiking in these mountains sort of behind my home. And uh, nice. yeah, yeah it's, it's a pretty cool area for hiking. Well, that's our trip reports. We're going to take one more break. Then we're going to come back with the rest of the show, including Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo and a media review you weren't expecting. Damn it, Bobby. I told you to quit listening to the trail show. All right, folks. Trail show is back. I have cracked another beer from our good friend Twig. This one is from Market Garden Brewery out of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the Citramax India Pale Ale coming in at a whopping 7.4% ABV. D'Lo, this too is a West Coast style dry hopped IPA with citra hops that impart intense tropical and citrus fruit aromas this brew has an aggressive boldly bright american hop character that will leave you craving another and this is actually my second one tonight so it's true what they say on the label this one also is a home run like the and we were saving the other two from that group of beers that they delivered to us for Dilo. Oh, that's right so much yeah. So we're, thanks we, to Twig. Them aside, thank you to Twig and Stellar for those beers. Yes. Stellar. All right, we've got some donors to read off. <laughs> Please. We've got Bernard Wolf, Rose oh, Not Fuss Kinder, oh, Craig, Bobby Bobby Walters, Trevor, Smoke It If You Got It, The Bowl Man, Jeffrey, Cottonmouth Caldwell, Diane Pinkers, David Sarcasm, The Elviti. Justin Quality Knowles, Ingrid Gerard, Pat the Bouncer Dixon, The Weekend, Stephen the Hustler Russell, Emma the Brute Bruce, Renee Shira Patrick, Bruce. Wesley the Haggis Addict Greenwood, 
Kevin, Chickpea Cross, and Sasha Honeydew Codet. Dead. Tebow, not Tim Williams. Tebow saves. Tommy, the Meat Popsicle Stevens. Popsicle. Brandon Lost Balls, Love Lady. They're gone. Shira, the Switchblady, and Brian, the Big Mac. Namara. Burger King. Phil Felipe Gilbert. Gilberto. Dave, the Ancient. Geode Hale. Tony Sheboygan Brewing Pits. Rachel Diabama Die. Merchant. Dant Ho. Mpson. Richie Ridge. Lemuel Glasgow. Mark Thompson. Uh, this one changed. Mark, Willie G. Homer. Hey, Mark. R.I.P. Willie G. He sent a very nice email about Willie G., which was his inspiration for getting outdoors, his dad. And so we have changed his his call out to Mark Willie G. Homer. R.I.P. Thanks for that. I think if any other donors would like to elongate their name, you too can send us an email and for probably a little bit of extra donation, we can make your name much, much longer. Well, he at the he, his name isn't longer. Willie, he used to be the uh, nuclear I'm just, farmer. I'm just, I'm just, just, saying, hey, I'm just offering our donors, like, uh, you know, the An opportunity to contribute more to our show yep. and have their name take up more time in this yep. time-honored segment. And we can add them to our yogurt franchise business. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, Eric, the robber's son. <laughs> Daniel Fundip Sharp. Kill Bill Cottrell. Woody Yukon Caboose Bass. Matt Frantum of the Opera. Tim the Hooch Hoochins. Paul Trulove. Curtis Ware. Tyler the Criminator. Kermoade. Ray Fitch. Andrew Paget. Die, Bama, die. Patrick Pipkin. Vermont. Leo Cree Newton. Flash. What a guy. Bob Hobo Evans what down on the farm. Dude, what happened Kristen, to Ingrid? Fancy Mac Hartung. Did Mac. Ingrid stop, stop contributing? Flamingo <laughs> Newton. Did Simon. Ingrid Gerard? The German vampire Hosenfeld. What about DMT the God Molecule? Maverick, Maverick, Kassler, El Jack, Thigh High Billings, and Jim, the Heathen Hebner. What happened to Ingrid? Is Ingrid gone? Did Ingrid stop Carla Boo Thalowicz. Hey now. Shout out to Slackjaw, the Buffalo Jack Wagon, who is hiking the NCT in Pennsylvania. Uh, Mason Munchy Hair. Mason Munchy Hair. Munchy later. Wait, his name. Wait, wait. His name is Munchy Hair. Also known as Mare. (laughs) I don't know. I'm thinking something else. Anyway, James Griffin (laughs) and Mike Papa Squat. Papa Squat. Who sent is, me a his very? His name is Papa Squat. Yeah, he got caught. Hey, maybe he was the one that pooped in the stairwell. Oh, probably. <laughs> you always blame it on the kindergartners, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Next well, time I'm on trail and I get caught pooping, I'm gonna be like, "Did you just see that the kindergarten class that walked by?" I swear. <laughs> Papa Squat was in there. <laughs> pooping you know, in the stairwell. Kindergartners. Bunch of true kindergartners, man. <laughs> We got yeah. a call about a donation, Beauty. I think you should hear oh. this. Oh. Hey, Trail Show. This is the last time I call, I promise. <laughs> I made a uh, one-off donation last year. <laughs> and 
you guys were having so much fun you just didn't mention me. And that's okay. I'm going to make another donation. <laughs> because you guys are entertaining. You're like friends. And I love you, man. Aww. Oh, wow. We love Have you too, man. Thank you. <laughs> who wanted who, who that was? Who was it? I don't Triple know. O, who was that? <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. <laughs> Trail oh. Show Nation. Trail yeah. Show Nation. Here's the deal. Beauty, was please. that Mags? He, he was back Is that the Paul show. Mags? <laughs> yeah, it was. He made a $1 donation last year and he wants his name called out. <laughs> I have said many times that, you know, sometimes things slip through the cracks. I don't. I don't catch every single donor. That's what someone said in your stairwell. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly. That is the proof in the pudding right there. Slip through the crack. <laughs> That's right. So if, 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 if you donate and you don't hear your name, please email me. POD at the trailshow.com. Please. And tell us what you would like us to read and make sure that it's really long. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He well, actually I mean, did have the say? same person he had called twice. Oh. He had a question. Oh. So maybe we can answer the question. Okay. Is it an adequate ask a hiker question? Uh, we'll, see. we'll see. Because we could save it for that hey, segment. Sure, sure. No, no. I'm walking okay. my dog right now. Hey, neighbor. Um, sorry. So I want to be part of the long distance hiking club. How many miles do I have to do consecutively to be able to be considered part of the esteemed uh, hiking club? Hila, I love you, man. <laughs> you my <laughs> Anyway, have a good day. This guy's in his cups. <laughs> or he's in, maybe he's in his edibles. Yeah, I think you got If you want to be considered part of the community, you got to hike from Kennedy Meadows to Sonora Pass oh, during the month it, of Katie. June. Don't say it, please. <laughs> we, no, no. Do not do what she just said. No. No. Uh, Dilo? How many miles do you have to hike? You yeah, want me to answer that you, question? Man. Yeah, it's all you. Um, yeah. I would say you have to hike 250, 250 miles. So Ooh, you heard that, man. So... 249 ain't going to cut it. Nope. JMT not hikers are club. out. Not part of club. Nope. JMT hikers don't count. That's like a, you know. What about long like crossing of trip. Lofoten, Norway's Lofoten Islands? Mm, I don't think it counts. That's only Ooh. 160 kilometers. That's tough, mate. Yeah. That ain't, that ain't cutting it. That's you got to not... hike long enough to get foot blisters that heal and also get clown mouth you gotta you gotta hike <laughs> enough no. to get all the things flies. i think you need to be i think you need to resupply you have to resupply yeah i agree. You know what i mean you gotta resupply i think that i think you, that's that's kind of like the minimal criteria where resupply is necessary i mean you could resupply two days into a hike. yeah like, i mean my kitchen's about? on the middle floor of my house so sometimes when i go down <laughs> to the basement and i resupply <laughs> on the way that's not hiking though you're swami, not, what you're do not you on think? a trail you're not on a trail swami's hiking <laughs> more miles than all of us combined like yeah. what do you think 
to be in this so-called club of long distance hikers, what's, what's the, the requirement? What's the mileage there? Like hearing that guy talk, the first line that came to mind, you know, it was the old Woody Allen line about, um, I never want to be a member of a club that would have me as a member. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. 250 miles seems a little bit long. I agree. Oh, a little long. I oh, agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 125. Call it 125. I'm just throwing out. <laughs> I'm just I'd... robbing things here, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 175. Weeks. Let's call it 160, 160 kilometers. No, I'd say sure. 200, 200 miles, 300 Ks, 320 Ks, give or take. Uh, yeah, sort of like a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, um, yeah I, I think that's sort of ballpark, but. Let's call it 240 K. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with time, though, too. Like, you you might do yeah. the Sierra High Rod in a couple of weeks, and that's not going to be 200 miles. You know what I mean? But like, but it'll feel close. like 2,000 miles. Yeah, yeah, it's good, but it's gonna, you're going to have been through some stuff, you know? Um, or if you do that hike that Swami was talking about earlier, like that's kind of ridiculous. It's like you you go out hiking one day and you hike ten miles and you gain like you gain and lose like twenty thousand feet. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then you go like, yeah. Boulder Super Slam, Maelstrom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then you go do some breaststrokes yeah. out in the Maelstrom. If you swim the Maelstrom, <laughs> you're in. <laughs> you don't even have to hike. Yeah. You then you, you canoe back to Bodo before you get your plane back to Oslo. <laughs> but you're still not a member of the club. <laughs> Well, doesn't count. Doesn't count. There's got to be a degree of flexibility, I reckon, in this. uh, Yeah, flexibility keeps coming up tonight. Mm -hmm. I I think that this is a recurring theme. I think flexibility is crucial when it comes to hiking. This is the this is the April flexibility episode. It's key. Whether it be PCT permits or Delos Long Distance Hiking Club, I think. Or marriage. Marriage. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Or Dilo's wine a of the lot month. Like club. a long distance hike. On a Isn't it? It could be a Pinot Noir. Yeah. Could be a Malbec. Could be a yep. Pinot Grigio. Siri ain't got nothing on marriage, man. Wow. <laughs> 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 I've been gone for two months. Sweet Lord, like what? And what I'm, did I do? I'm so glad you're back. <laughs> Glad to be with you, POD. <laughs> I have a media review this month. Our good friend Jolyn Carvin, aka Boots oh, cool. McFarland, has nice. a new book out of her comics called Boots McFarland 20 Years on the Trail. Available right now, Amazon.com. We're gonna put a link to it. If you don't know the Boots McFarland comics, you should. Matter of fact, I was on Boots's website earlier today and I saw a little promo quote from our Friend of the trail show right here, Cam Swami Honan. Ah, uh, snap. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the <laughs> yeah. first one. For sure. I remember. Yeah, like her first book. Is it? Is it on the back of the... Oh, cool. On the back of this book, she's just got kind of the info for Boots and the website. <gasps> okay. But check it out. Boots is... Uh, and you know what? There's an Instagram account for Boots McFarland absolutely at a minimum go check out that she puts out a um a new comic every week and she puts it on her instagram account it's really cool by the way i was emailing with with joanne and tarp tent is located in nevada city california Mm -hmm. and i said hey what's the snow situation out there she said yeah 
we got a record five feet at tarp tent headquarters and we've been shoveling forever so and boots she's been doing those cartoons for years this guy 20 years 20 years at least yeah yeah like it's just incredible and she's pumping one out like every week and i think she's been with henry and and the team there at tarp tent as well for years and years yeah so yeah, so if you're looking that's, for that's a awesome. gift, yeah. if you're looking for a gift for a hiker friend, a uh, little lighthearted gift full of really good comics about uh, the character that is Boots McFarland, Amazon.com. We'll put a link. Check it out. You'll enjoy it. Cool. That's my media review for this month. All right. Nice. Let's go to the mailbag, and we're gonna we're gonna do a callback to our friend. Is it Munchie? Munchie. Munchie, Munchie hair. Yeah. Okay. So Munchie, Munchie hair. Let me read this, folks. Munchie wrote in, and Munchie says, "Hey guys, my trail name's Munchie, and I wrote this song about a true experience I went through when through hiking the Appalachian Trail. If you like it, feel free to put it on the show. I don't have a Spotify or anything, so no plug needed. Just thought you'd get a kick out of it." So our good friend Munchie sent us a song of his own making. This top 20 billboard hit is from our good friend Munchie. Oh, wow. Well, I woke up one early morning in the Smoky Mountains way up high. It all came without warning. I just couldn't believe my eyes. Cause my sleeping bag and all my clothes and my loose sleep underwear <laughs> were soaking well and I would bet the older would kill a bear. Yes, I pissed myself in the smokies. That was really nice. We've got some talented musicians in Trail Show Nation. Yeah. Uh, Munchie, thank you for sharing that piece. We look forward to future pieces from you. Yeah. That was great. That's pretty accurate. It ain't no fun when it's negative one when you piss yourself. And you're covered in your own damn piss. <laughs> he brings a, he makes a good point, I would say. Yeah. It's a very valid, very, very valid point. Triple O, do we have any more hotline calls? We do actually. We have a series of calls. Oh boy. Prepare for the journey. Here we go. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Let me, <laughs> I got to share the audio. Um, but yeah, I think as mentioned in the donors section, a certain someone is hiking the North Country Trail. Oh. Hey, Trail Show. This is Black Jaw the Buffalo Jack Wagon on day two of my. Project I'm trying to go from Pennsylvania to New York State on the North Country Trail. First through hike type thing I've ever done. First day, mm. huge windstorm scoured Pennsylvania and blew out all kinds of power lines and trees falling down everywhere. There was a truck. And, you know, some camping in the hammock. It's like riding a <laughs> horse or something. Well, anyhow. Um, 
Yeah, trees falling down. I've never seen so many fall down. And never in one day, right in front of my eyes, all across the road. It reminded me of hiking with my trail bestie, Boo. She gets her backpack all stacked up with her pack rafts, a couple sixes of microbrews, a couple bear canisters. I think it's because she gets too many canisters. But anyhow, you know, once she's doing fine, but then once the center of gravity starts tipping, over she goes, like a big tall tree onto the middle of the road or wherever. But I've tried to tell her about the whip saw. No, what is it? Whip snake. The whip snake. <laughs> Which I think takes into account some of that stress from getting high. You know what I mean? And uh, so I'm pretty sure I'm doing this just so I can crawl into the trail show. You know? And uh, yeah, buck 30 Diet Coke. I tried it. You know? That's all you. Thank you. That hurt. <laughs> Anyhow, we'll talk to you all later. God willing. Wow. <laughs> you sound a little desperate out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he called back. Hey, trail show. This is Slackjaw again. I hung up. I think I left you with a false impression. I don't listen to the trail show. I don't know anyone who does. And if anyone really knew about it, I doubt anyone would listen to it. Yeah, just kind of weird. All right. Just so you know. <laughs> that was it? That's it? Okay. No, he called back a couple of days but later wait, again. wait, there's more. An update. A journey. So it's going to be a journey. Show. This is Slackjaw, the Buffalo Jack Wagon. I have a little bit less than... He sounds a little bit more upbeat on this one. I think mm -hmm. he had a good day. You know, he got more okay. into the through hiking. 100 miles to go to get to the New York border on the Pennsylvania section of the North Country Trail. Um, I have my clipboard, and I've been asking people I meet what they're <laughs> going to do about the snow in the Sierras. And then I have another clipboard to back that one up. And then I brought a third clipboard so that I could put all three of them together in case I needed to do a stream crossing. What I'm wondering is, should I hitchhike to the nearest town? and get a fourth clipboard just in case I need to raft over like a bigger river. So anyhow, slack jaw out. My, my tell favorite me there's is another call. If, if you could just see Swami's face, I would show when we're talking about clipboards. There's a confusion. I was just thinking, you guys have an interesting collection of listeners on this program. No, <laughs> nobody listens. There's no listeners. <laughs> There's no ask, listeners. Ask any hiker. Do call in. The, um, ask any three, hiker you meet. Nobody listens the, to the trail show. The, the three clipboards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And contemplated getting the fourth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, uh, we were recommending melamine clipboards on the last yes, the we trail were. show versus plastic. So, yeah, Delo, the, I mean, there you go. Yeah, just choosing the North Country Trail to say, isn't that like the Tarot of like the USA? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Send all hate mail to swami at dlo.net. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, there's an American Discovery Trail in the North Country Trail. I mean, come to think of it, I did get a bit of hate mail after the God's Country section on the PNT back in oh. 2014. <laughs> The Clackamas. Yep.
Like, yeah, well, he did call Sonny's. back with yeah. Oh, good. Another okay. Go on or stay off of the North Country Trail. So, he, so let's, let's yeah. hear the, this is the final update. Yeah, or if you want to buy it, I can just black job the Buffalo Jack wagon. Forgot to tell you, today's been a sunny day. After a couple wet rainy days, what do you think? I found a big sunny rock, air bath. Oh, totally awesome. <laughs> Got out the blue sponge, the disco. The blue sponge. You know, got everything all taken care of, laid out all my clothes to dry. Yeah, man. Do it. Oh, yeah. I passed through a town called Bowinkle. Nobody there has ever heard of the trail show. <laughs> Swami, this guy, I, I should tell you, this guy, Slackjaw, the Buffalo Jack Wagon. A couple months ago, he won a contest by explaining to us the concept of an air bath, <laughs> which is simply taking your clothes off in the yeah. wild and that's airing called, out. Yeah, that's an air bath. Yeah, I and, like um, how he skimmed over things by saying, "I got my spoon blue sponge out, yep. and I got everything taken care of." Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember Disco rambling on about a blue sponge years ago. Isn't that like yep. your big contribution to the uh, the backpacking yeah. gear world? It is. The blue sponge. That's all I've got is yeah, the blue yeah. sponge. And um, <laughs> I I have been impressed at the number of folks that have either mentioned it. There's been a few blog posts about it. Um, Six Moon Designs even like did a did a quick blog post about it. Uh, yeah. Is that La Is that Larufa? That's Larufa. That yeah, crazy yeah. bastard. LaRufa. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, the blue sponge is kind of taking a life of its own at this point. Now we got people on the North Country Trail taking an air bath with a blue sponge. So I, you know, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Up in the North Country Trail, the old air bath. I mean, it's, <laughs> is this a, what are the public indecency laws like? Yeah, well, that's a good question because yeah. the first time this guy did an air bath, he was in the Alps somewhere, I forget, Austria, I don't know, Switzerland, Germany, somewhere. Yeah. And he was, he got caught during his initial air bath, uh, which made for a great what? story, but apparently hasn't deterred him from taking future air baths. So. Yeah. You know, when you got to take a bath, you got to take a bath. I get that. Was that it for Hotline Triple O? <laughs> <laughs> we actually have one. Oh my God. Call. What a month. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Trial Show Nation. Um, <laughs> I like beer. That's why oh I listen to the trail show. And I've had a few beers, but I have yep. a very, very complicated question. I live near Acton and I've done the Vasquez Rocks to KOA section probably about 600 times. <laughs> that doesn't count for completing that trip, does it? Also, could you please recommend some steaks for my six-person Levi tent? I made a tent, a six-room tent out of Levi. <laughs> and I need to, you guys to suggest a strong tent steak to make sure that it doesn't blow away. 
The six-person tent out of Levi's. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, I want to know what he was drinking because we need to have that on next month's show. All of these calls yeah. sound like men that just get got kicked out of the house. They're all yeah. like solemn and slow talking. Like, what's been going in on? Cups for hours. <laughs> Vasquez um, rocks. Uh, I mean, near Aguadulce on the PCT. I think uh, it's the- under ten feet of snow right now. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I think the uh, the ground claw is probably the best tent, right? Yeah, the ground we, claw, dude. Yes. I mean, that's a for a, for a denim a tent. <laughs> a de- de- he said Levi's, right? I mean, yeah. you could also just, you could also just use rebar, right? You yeah. Just use rebar, Why not? You know, for your denim tent, you know, like just get an angle grinder, waste, sharpen the point, yeah, or that rebar. Yeah, if waste's not an issue, man, you just make your own rebar stakes. Yeah, or you could use one of those. Uh, <laughs> what are those big the rock movers? <laughs> San yeah. Angelo bars. Oh, San Angelo yes. bars. Use St. Angelo bars. As your but they're like, sticks. you know, they're like five feet long. I don't know if you need a five That's great. foot long tent. Uh, yeah, then you yeah, can yeah, hang things, you hang some yeah. lights up on it. You know, you can really go big. <laughs> you know, this five this foot long bar of iron. Yeah. These people calling in are not taking our podcast seriously. And, and neither respect, are we. They don't respect the fact that we are pod crafters, not podcasters. Okay. And I say all that to say this. Sir, tell us what you were drinking because we want to have that next month. Okay. I, I really don't I don't remember the show being this weird. You seem to have upped the ante, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can change in five Tonight, years. Tonight's feeling yeah. kind of special. And I, yeah. I think we should wrap it up soon because I'd like to go to bed. And I well, we've got one segment detour. left, my friend. Yeah, one right. segment. Yeah, and I've that got, segment is Mike DiLorenzo's too. beer. Uh, not, not beer of the month. It is Ask a Hiker, <laughs> Mike yeah. DiLorenzo. Oh, my God. Mike DiLorenzo's Clipboard of the month. Clipboard of the month. Do, you, do we have any questions this month? We just had one question. Take I'll, it away. Re- I'll read it really quick. Uh, Doubtful. Yeah. All right. Dearest Trail Show, with all this talk of how difficult the PCT will be this year to hike, we're wondering what you might suggest for alternatives. Is a southbound hike starting in Washington a possibility? Maybe we should just give up on the West Coast and spend my time in the Rockies or Appalachians. Any suggestions on where to hike in this historic snow year or where to research your options would be much appreciated. If we don't hear from you soon, we'll be forced to start a PCT Nobo hike from the border as our permit has a start date of Friday, April 7th. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Cheerio and Frosted Flakes. Please do not start a northbound hike on April 7th. <clears throat> That's Frankly, like the, May That's 7th like is Friday. probably too early. Yeah. So the quick answer is southbound PCT, southbound CDT, or northbound AT. But AZT, Grand Enchantment. But no matter Grand what you decide. NCT, NCT through Pennsylvania right now is really <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> the shelter we trace trail this time of year is quite nice. And yeah, if you can't yeah. make it to Pennsylvania, you can just get, as Swami said, a month of colonoscopies. That's <laughs> right. what the BMT. Max oh, speaking trail, of colonoscopies. Yeah. <laughs> but no matter what you do, my friend. 
make sure you bring a clipboard because there are going to be other displaced PCT hikers and you need to ask them what their plan is. So, and you need to write it down on yeah. the clipboard. That's yep. right. Get yourself Take a clipboard. Notes. Swami, yeah. what do you think? What do you think for people Honestly, that are fleeing the Pacific Crest Trail? Where should they go? Okay, some of those suggestions were pretty good, but also you could expand your horizons a little bit and maybe, you know, catch a flight down to Costa Rica or something like that, or yeah. Guatemala and hike some volcanoes, or there's loads of different beautiful national parks in Costa Rica, and it's a great time. What about a traverse of the Sierra Madre? Would you recommend that? Uh, the Sierra Madre is a bloody long range, mate. It goes a long way. <laughs> so, Would you recommend it, especially if you didn't speak any Spanish at all? Uh, no. No. Okay. Well, okay. one of the places that I used to always recommend was the Copper Canyon region up in Chihuahua. Uh, but that, just with the cartel situation in recent yeah. years, is a little bit tricky. Yeah, yeah. But that that's actually, if I was to name one destination in Mexico for hiking, that would be it. But yeah, because of circumstances. So an old, an old trail show standby is, of course, the Florida Trail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're a well, little bit past I season mean, at this okay. point. No, are we? Triple O. No. Are we not? Are we not quite yet to prime season of July? <laughs> the Florida Trail has no season. That's right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I what does that mean? Or it has every no season. Way. What are the other? No way. And there's even problems on the Hey Duke Trail right now. The Henry Mountains are creating problems for Hey Hey Duke Trail through hikers because. They go up to 11,000 feet, and apparently there's a truckload of snow on top of the Henrys. Maybe, Maybe it's just a good year. To... Trail, the Wachita Trail would be good. The Ozark, Ozark oh, Trail. Yeah, Ozark Trail, a... Ozark yeah, Islands yeah, Trail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ozark well, Islands Trail, yeah. yeah. I think we can probably wrap it up because I think the one person that was listening up to this point has probably tuned out. So <laughs> They clicked off. <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Dilo, did you have any other questions on Ask a Hiker this No, week? I even, I, that was like, I barely had one question. <laughs> it was like a half question. Fantastic. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. This is the part of the show where the show ends. Big thanks goes to Trail Show VIP Cam Swami Honan for talking to us today about his hike of the long crossing of Norway's Lofoten, Lofoten Islands. Uh, <laughs> Through there. <laughs> Congrats again. On that one. Congrats again to Carissa, our adventure ready book winner tonight. Thank you for your story of of woe on uh hiking in South Carolina and spending a night with your siblings in a hammock. And uh, with eating cold potatoes. <laughs> and onions. Uh many thanks goes to all our hotline callers. You too can be an audio superstar by calling the hotline at 720 <laughs> Two two sixty nine. Last but definitely not least, thanks goes to all our monthly donors. We've got a slim supply of new Trail Show Black stickers. Get yourself a couple while they last by hitting the donate button at thetrailshow.com. T-shirts and tank tops go on sale April seventeenth and will last through the thirtieth of April. Get them while they last because. After April's over, they're gone. Sometimes we're on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Audible, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you download your favorite shows. Thanks for hiking with us today. We know you've had many podcasts to choose from, and we appreciate you hiking <laughs> with the Trail Show. Come see us again in May for our annual Cinco de Mayo Cerveza Palooza. 
which is guaranteed to be full of beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, I'd like to leave you with some words from the late Gregory Corso. If you have a choice of two things and can't decide, take both. For P.O.D., D.Lo, Triple O, and Swami, I'm Disco. Ciao. Whoop, whoop. Also, thanks to Leah Tweak Harmon and Tom Stellar Sherry for the oh. delicious beer from oh. Ohio. The Ohio beer was fantastico tonight. And Dilo might get some next month because we set some aside. I thought it was but, coming. But coming Clay, Clay is coming to visit, so there's a chance the beer will get crushed. Hey, shout oh. out to Swami. For sticking around, yeah, giving the rest of the show going anywhere. Full (laughs) shift with us tonight. I know. I mean, and it's like two, like you're in Mexico, dude. What time? Yeah, it's like two in the morning there. (laughs) It's like it's like like, four in the morning. Actually, I'm I'm seeing the sun coming up. Five (laughs) thirty. Almost did a spit take. I just heard a rooster there in my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) The triple O is actually seeing the sun come up right now. Yeah, yeah, triple O wants to go to bed. It's like eleven. Hey, on a serious note, though, if you have the means to donate to the softlies, go yes. for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everyone know it, does, it goes without saying how much they've done for the trail community. So, yep. it's time for us to yep. step up. Hundred percent. Dad, this tastes disgusting. When I'm on the trail, I think about the trail show. Yes, yes, my yes. I feel free out here on the PDK. I could never figure out if it was illegal or not, so I just did it. But I'm just jumping around because I don't care about p- people's listening experience. I only care about my own questions. Oh, Would you recommend sorry. swimming in the maelstrom? I think you should give it a go. Don't do it. Not this year. <laughs> the Florida <laughs> Trail has no season. I, I really don't I don't remember the show being this weird. <laughs> if we get any uh, sponsorship offers from a colonoscopy doctor, yeah, we'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please yeah. send me that. Yeah, I, that, yeah. that could be handy because I'm um, I'm probably due for another one next year. Yeah. So, yeah, that <laughs> Colonoscopies are probably like everywhere in Mexico. I can't imagine it's hard to find. What? Why would they be yeah. everywhere in Mexico? Like what? A... Oh, si, sí, senor. I've got these frijoles, taquitos de lengua, and colonoscopies. <laughs> In my little puestecito aquí en la calle. I mean, what? They throw in a free one with every second order of burritos. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on. We aren't still online, are we? This isn't still online. I just double check. I hope this makes it into the show. <laughs> oh, Mexico. Yeah, they're well known for their colonoscopies. What? It's like. I'm actually in the colonoscopy capital of the world here in central Mexico. It's like all the Cancun all-inclusives also include colonoscopies. It's actually the reason I'm still living here. Cancun means in Spanish. (laughs) Cancun means colonoscopy. (laughs) Woo! Spring break! Gonna go get wild and get a colonoscopy! Woo! Cancun colonoscopy coon.